This is Bess Vanderheit, and welcome to The Shake, the podcast for all things Shaker. The class of 2021 graduates this evening at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. We spoke with a few of these graduating seniors about their future plans and favorite high school memories. Last year, fifth grade teacher Shante Thomas self-published two children's books. Frazier's murder, despite the shock it caused the community, students wanted to show the first occasion of deadly domestic abuse in Shaker Heights. This is Ellie O'Brien, and welcome to The Shake. This is Madeline Price, and welcome to The Shake. This is Katie Cronin, and welcome to The Shake. This is Bess Vonderheit, and welcome to The Shake. Our first guest is Meg Bennett, who will take a gap year in Spain. My plan at the moment is to spend some time living in Spain with my aunt, um, and I want to learn Spanish. I speak French, um, so I'm planning to learn Spanish like through immersion, so I'm looking forward to that. As well as spending some time in Spain, I think I'll um, spend some time with family in England as well, and I hope to do some type of internship just to get some more work experience before I go into college. At the moment, I'm thinking of working in some like nonprofit to do with environmental sustainability or politics um, just to get that experience. Why did you choose to take a gap year? I've always kind of known that I wanted to do a gap year since the beginning of high school. I've just always thought that it would be a great opportunity to spend some time like in the real world before I move on to college um, just to kind of develop my independence and confidence before I go into college just to set me on the right foot so that I can be successful there. We next spoke with Thomas Schinebeck, who will study jazz saxophone at the Peabody Institute of the Johns Hopkins University. I started playing saxophone in third grade, um, taking private lessons with Ken Legrand, who also teaches at, um, like he teaches at the Shaker band program. I'm really thankful for the, the Shaker music program. Like I said, Mr. Legrand, like he, he was my first teacher. I've just learned learned a lot from it and they've they've been very supportive of me. And I'm just I'm just very thankful for it. I decided a while ago that I was like for sure gonna go to study uh, music in college. I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go. Um, like there's there's a lot of good schools in New York City and then spread spread everywhere else pretty much too. What was the audition process like? This year was different because of COVID. Normally you send in pre-screening videos, which you just record with people in your area, like a, a band in your area, and there's specific guidelines on what songs you need to record. And then you send it to the school and the school says, if you can come do an in-person audition where you go to the school and you basically play with the band that they provide. So this year, because of COVID, I just sent in that pre-screening recording and that's that's all they looked at. I decided on Peabody. Uh, one of the biggest reasons is because of the faculty. It's, it's a pretty new program. The current director took over about three years ago and he's, a, he's an amazing artist and trumpet player. He, he set up this program to be what he thinks jazz education should look like. I know I'm gonna like learn a lot from just spending time with like these amazing professors who've, who have been studying the music their, their whole lives. Can you tell me more about what you'll be studying in the jazz program? How it's set up is like the first two years, you're just like studying the history and just making sure 
your foundation super strong like studying basically just studying what people have done b before you i think that's a good way to do it like studying studying the the past as as like a means for how you can create something new and then the second two years it's basically finding the direction that you want to go in and developing that and the teachers are just there to support you with that Kendall Berry talked with us about his plans to major in film studies at Cleveland State University. I always had a passion for filmmaking where I love for it, and then I developed a passion in the past years in high school, um, especially doing theater is very similar. So, yeah, just watching films and wanting to make my own. I took uh, playwriting um, last year, my junior year, and then this year I took acting. And I've also been a part of the theater program with um, New Stages and I did the fall show, the fall 2020 show. So I started out doing theater when I was like really young in Onaway, um, the Onaway Little Theater. And so during Woodbury Middle School, I, I just stopped. Um, I just like, I don't wanna do theaters, no, it's not cool. But uh, then I remember my sophomore year, we did this project in my English class about like career, uh, it was something on Navi, so we were looking at our careers. And that's when I knew I wanted to do film. So I looked um, at like the guide to becoming a filmmaker. And one of the advices was to do theater in high school. So I just signed up for playwriting. I know I like to write, I like English. So um, I did that and I ended up falling in love with it. A goal of mine is to have a play that I've written on uh, Broadway. I wanna have uh, Oscars, Tonys, you know, but that's not really my goal is the awards and everything. But I really just wanna dabble in everything and just live a little bit of every part of entertainment. We also spoke with Carly Lehman, who will attend Harvard University while participating in the Army Reserve Officer Training Corps program. Um, but freshman year, like I was very sad I'm going to West Point, sophomore year too. Um, I just thought like that was the like, I thought I think first that like that was like my like academically the best I could do. And like also like I just really knew I wanted to be in the military and I was like, why not go to West Point? Um, and so I think that took a while. And then I think like around junior year, I did a going into junior year, I did the like Harvard summer school um, just to like, I went to one of them and Harvard had a really good one. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I really liked the people there. And I really liked actually being on campus. And I just like felt at home. Uh, and it's probably like when the, one of the first shifts came of like, hey, maybe West Point isn't correct for like the right place for me. Like maybe Harvard would be better. I'm planning on majoring in government that's like the one I'm very sure about. Um, I'm also thinking about, they have something called social studies, which is like an interdisciplinary um, major with like, among like politics, philosophy, economics. It's kind of like sociology, but like you have like an actual like specific topic and it's more broad. Um, and I've also been thinking about minoring in theology, um, but like I'm pretty, I, government's the only one I'm really sure about. I'm hoping it will still apply in the army more of like learning about like how the world runs and how to communicate with people and how people have communicated for years and just more generally about like our world and like especially if I'm thinking about doing military intelligence um, and like having that background of like understanding how governments work and interact with each other and comparative politics would I think be very useful um, but I also think there's a lot of the military that's just something that you they can't teach in universities and you just have to learn. And what type of specific education will you get through the ROTC program? So I know ROTC in college is kind of like, I think they, they phrase it as about like a seven hour commitment a week, seven to nine hours. And you do like PT every three days a week um, in the mornings. And then you have a lab, which is like more military, what people think of as military stuff. 
um, in military training. And then you also have uh, military like history or military science class once a week. Um, and then once, I think it's once either a month or once every three months, you go to like into the field to do what they call like field training exercises. Um, and that's more like, again, like more like going to the range and like doing stuff that'd be, I think, considered more like military field exercises and land navigation and stuff like that. And how did you decide to enroll in the ROTC program? Um, I think as a kid, I, my first distinct memory was like I read a book about like Navy SEALs at like like on the recess one day after school, like someone gave it to me. Um, and that was kind of like the first instinct because I was always like a tomboy. I was trying to find like, oh, I want to be a football player, baseball player, soccer player. Um, and that was like the first thing I was like, oh, like this seems like really active and cool and kind of like fit my personality at that time of like breaking barriers. Like this is what I want to do what the boys did. Um, and then as I got older, I think I got more into like the service aspect. Sarah Dina talked with us about her plans to study theater at the University of Southern California. Give a little summary. Basically, there's BFA, which would be Bachelor of Fine Arts. Um, and the BFA students, at least at my school, are very much more a conservatory. And so it's like 18 to 20 students and they're doing acting all day, performance, like all the time. Um, and they have to take so many credits, like they wouldn't really have any time to do a minor or double major, like it's literally just acting. But then my program, BA Theater, it's a little bit more loosey-goosey. We have a lot more room to do other things, to minor things, to double major, which is what I definitely want to do. I'm not sure what I want to minor in or anything yet, but we just have way more room to play around and we can have less structure in what we're doing, but really kind of pick and choose our classes a little bit more easily. Whereas with the BFA, it's just very structured. What was the audition process like for college programs? Most schools, you start off with something called a pre-screen, okay? Pre-screens are just, you're recording yourself doing a monologue or doing a song, whatever it is. For acting, it was basically just two monologues per school. They make it so specific. So a lot of them, it'd be like, okay, like, one classical monologue from pre-1910 and one contemporary monologue. And you're just like, okay, really? Because then for a different school, it'll be like, oh, post-1960. It can get really difficult. The pre-screening process is typical for college auditions, not just during COVID. Like normally they would be sending in videos beforehand. And then normally after that, if you like pass the pre-screen process, um, you would then go and do a live audition. But during the pandemic, our live auditions were just through Zoom. And on top of doing all the pre-screens and live auditions and callbacks, um, for all the acting schools, there were also extra like creative submissions you had to do. So for a lot of them, you had something called like a wildcard video um, where you could literally just showcase like any other talent. It could be dancing, playing an instrument, like whatever, singing, whatever. Um, so for me, for some of those that I had to do, I played my trumpet. I played, I threw together a jazz solo, like kind of last minute. How did you get involved in theater and choose to keep pursuing it? From the beginning, when I started acting in fifth grade, um, my first show ever was Peter Pan Jr. from Drama Club at Woodbury. And I ended up getting a role and I really loved it. And I just really loved acting. And then I did the drama club show the next year and I did it through middle school and then I've done theater all throughout high school. I guess I just knew from fifth grade that I really enjoyed it, but I was always just really in my head and scared. I'm like, you know, like I want to be realistic. This can be a really hard field to succeed in and I don't want to get my hopes up or just, just stuff like that. I'm like, I want to be realistic because I need to like pay bills eventually <laughs> when I'm an adult. So I don't want to be like 
too much of a starving artist. When I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, you know, I just had a talk with my mom and I was like, I think I want to do acting, but like, that's really scary. And I don't know, I feel like it'd be really hard. She's like, Sarah, like, it's okay. Like, you should do, if you're passionate about acting, go for it. And you can always study other things on the side or, you know, try and have a backup plan or things like that. But like, I really think that this is something that you'll regret if you don't at least try to pursue it. And I'm like, you know, you're right, mom. We also spoke with Kayla Lowry, who will play tennis at Bowie State University, a historically black university in Maryland. Well, I really wanted to get out of state. I really wanted to just try and venture out of Cleveland and Ohio. So for me to do so, I had to kind of just look out into scholarships. So Bowie's D2, so that's good. So I was able to actually get like scholarship money with that because when you go D3 or below, you don't get like actual money for that. So that's that. And then um, I really wanted to go to an HBCU. I thought that would be really cool. Definitely just coming from Shaker. Bowie is located like, so I'm going for finance. So it's located 25 minutes away from like DC, 25 minutes away from downtown Baltimore. And there's a train on campus that can take me right to New York. So it's like, just like in a really good location for me to like go with my degree and get internships and different things like that. When I was younger, I used to be like, no, I don't want to go to HBCU or different things like that. Like, I like, I don't know. Like, it just, I feel like there's a lot of stereotypes behind it. Like, people really do say they don't give money. They don't, like, they're not really good, like, support system and different things like that. But I started to actually talk to some of my family members that attended HBCUs. I started um, a program that I'm a part of, NSBE, National Society of Black Engineers. They do a national conference every single year where like thousands of people come and they meet in whatever location. So then it was like I had talked to a couple of schools there and then just being like in Shaker, being on the tennis team. I was like definitely just like on varsity A specifically. I was like one of the only black girls. So then it was like when we would go to like different events I would be the only black person there and I mean it was cool or whatever but I don't know I just to be able to go to HBCU would be really cool to take classes with black people walking around with black people being on a tennis team with black people. The seniors also offered underclassmen advice on surviving high school. People always tell you to like get involved and join and join things that's actually true. Like genuinely, like if you're interested in something like extracurriculars help you meet so many people, make so many friends. Um, and for me, it was really special because doing theater and then also being really involved in music throughout high school helped me meet like upperclassmen. And then I developed relationships with people who were not in my grade and just got to meet all these different people that I wouldn't have gotten to meet um, if I hadn't done those things. Genuinely, like just get involved. Don't be afraid to try something new or to push yourself into a new direction with like a new club or something like that. Your friends really do influence like the things that you do. Like if you're hanging out with a particular group, you might not do so well in school because it's like your group isn't focused on school. Like that's not their priority. So then it's like, of course, you don't want to be left out because I feel like that's a big thing that happens in high school is that we fear of being left out. So I feel like just depending on what group you have, then it's just like your priorities can be set for a really long time. Watch your circle, because I really do think that that can um, determine kind of where you go and different things like that. Uh, build your connections with your teachers, because like one of my favorite teachers really got me through 
try and find an organizational system that works for you from the beginning. Like I would not survive without my planner and my bullet journal. So just working to find something that works for you will definitely make the later, more challenging years easier. But then also like, don't worry too much about school. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You'll be fine. Um, And I know that I've spent lots of time just like worried about grades, but just try and live in the moment and have fun and without worrying too much about school. Do what you love, be yourself. There's there's literally everything. You can do anything at the high school. Um, Even if you can't find a club, you can make one. So I would say just try to stay involved. Definitely find something you love is very easy and just stay focused. Never don't do something because someone else told you it was hard. I feel like everyone always talks about certain classes or like clubs or things it's like, oh, that's so hard. Like, don't do it. But like, I often found in my experience, like what was hard for other people was easy for me or what was hard for me was easy for other people. So like, and like, I always also knew you could always go down, but you can never go up, especially in terms of class or like you can never, you can always, I guess, like quit a club if it's too much or you can never rejoin after the application period for a lot of things. Um, or it's a lot more challenging too. So I just, yeah, so I was like, why? My, my philosophy during high school a lot of time was like why not go for it and like if I don't do well like if I get a B I get a B like or if I don't should we make it like if I don't accept me they don't accept me but like at least I tried. I mean I, I'm lucky because I was able to discover like something that I'm so passionate about like kind of be- before I got into high school which um and then like throughout high school I was just focusing on that so I guess it would be to just search for like something that you're like super super passionate about that that doesn't have to seem like a like a chore to do we wish seniors the best of luck in the next chapter of their lives madeline katie and i created the shake during our freshman journalism class we identified a need for quality audio journalism at the shake rate because we recognized the power of sharing students voices and the sounds of the high school directly with our community we were determined to revive the Shake Right podcast, so we reported, edited, and published two episodes that spring, including our first Seniors of Shaker. Over the past three years, we've reported on gender equity in sports, spoken to inspiring student advocates, and investigated domestic violence in Shaker. And each year, we look forward to speaking with seniors. We've learned so much from their stories, their post-high school plans, and their advice for underclassmen. So. We too would like to share our plans for the next year. Madeline and Katie will both head to the Ohio State University. I will attend Smith College and Alana, our wonderful illustrator, will study at New York University. It has been a joy to host and create The Shake for the past four years, and we can't wait to listen to the stories Ellie and the new podcast team create. So on behalf of Madeline Price, Katie Cronin, Alana Miller, and Ellie O'Brien, this is Bess Vonderheit. The Shakerite.